Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How you doing, Internet? Today, Waypoint Radio has a special treat for you. Right from PAX East 2018, we got to talk to Gordon Hayward, star forward from the Celtics, from the Boston Celtics, in case you are not a basketball person, uh, who is also a major, major fan of League of Legends, started out playing some good StarCraft. So Joel from the site and Rob from the site were able to take a quick moment with him interview him, talk to him about his gaming passions, about basketball, about all kinds of things. And that is going to start right now, live from PAX East with Gordon Hayward. All right. So uh, we're here at PAX East sitting down with Gordon Hayward uh, of the Celtics. And uh, he's about to go have a panel on StarCraft, uh, of all things. Now, I think you're pretty well known as like a League of Legends guy, like if the NBA didn't work out, like maybe <laughs> Pro League would have been in your future. Didn't know that like StarCraft was a jam. Uh, so how far back did that go? Yeah, so I was into StarCraft uh, way before League of Legends and um, actually started playing PC games probably when I was in end of uh, senior year of high school, freshman year of college. Um, got into Brood War. At that point in time, I was you know mainly just playing a lot of the custom games like Tarpid D, Sunken D, um, some of those. And uh, then when StarCraft II came out, I would play it. Uh, I was probably like rookie first year in Utah, and it was a way for me to hang out with my friends and, and play the game. And um, actually did a, a – partnered with IGN and was at their tournament in uh, Atlantic City. Um, and at that point in time, StarCraft was, you know, the main room and really big and league had like a side room that, you know, no one was really watching or anything. And, um, one of my buddies kind of got me to play league and started playing it after that. Yeah. I saw you said you started playing league because the crew that you're playing Halo with like moved over to league. Yeah. I mean, league was StarCraft was like by far the hardest game I'd ever played, um, if you played seriously, it was you know obviously really intense, and you had to focus the entire time. You were supposed to be supposed to be constantly doing things, um, and it to be honest, like got stressful at times because you're trying to move up, trying to move up. And um, league was a little bit easier for me to like just hang out with friends and play, um, and not be as like you know constantly worried about things. So I'm curious, as a guy who like was into both games, because one of the things that a lot of old Brood War pros always said was that even they found like StarCraft II more stressful than Brood War. Like Brood War was a harder game in some ways, but like also a little more maybe forgivingly paced. Uh, and I'm curious, like 
I guess which game, which game gave you like worse ladder anxiety, right? Like which game was uh, more like raised your heart rate a little more between Brood War and Starcraft or League? Starcraft Two and Brood War, yeah. Starcraft Two and Brood War. So, I, like I said, I I didn't play as much on the ladder in Brood War. I wasn't good enough. Yeah. So like when I played on the ladder for that, I just got crushed every time. So like I said, I'd stick to like custom games. I didn't really start doing the ladder until Starcraft Two, and then you know I'd watch. Uh, streams and go on Team Liquid and try to watch everybody and just copy their builds. And at that point in time, it got really stressful. Yeah, what was your main race? Terran. Okay. Like, that, that was me too, uh, just because, like, I played the campaign. And so I was like, yeah, I know the Terrans, like, the best. The problem is I think they were the hardest race. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. My buddy played Protoss, and I always said he was the easiest one to play. It was uh, all about Zergling Rush. Or that's about all I could do. That's what you would do? I thought I was really good at StarCraft 1, right? Because I was like... Battle.net, dial-up, just you and a friend would kind of call each other and play. And then Brood War, I thought I was pretty good too. But StarCraft 2 came out and I was like, I got this and I went online. <laughs> and that was like a really humble reckoning for me. Yeah. And like, it actually like made me less interested in the game because I realized how bad I was for the first time once I got online. Yeah, it was, like I said, man, I was pretty good at console games growing up, played them my whole life, um, played in local tournaments with my you know squad and halo and we were pretty good and then i when i switched to starcraft it was like holy cow like i'm this is i'm playing all the time and i'm still average at the game yeah i mean i think that's one of the things about um like when multiplayer started getting really easy like when everyone is on broadband and suddenly you could just like load into a game at the drop of a hat like i think when we were like kids and playing in our neighborhood or something or playing over dial up with kids in our school like you could it was easier to think you were good right because right. like oh i beat the campaign or i can beat like adam uh you know from across <laughs> the, street. the street like yeah right. exactly like so yeah i'm i'm great at starcraft and then you go online and you're like you're not even competent right. and that is but like you work through that like me i'm a guy who like i learn i suck at something and i'm like peace out yeah. right but you got through that so i i mean it was something very similar where you know it's when you're playing as local kids in your town and you're the best it's 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 one thing, but then when you're playing against people around the world, um, you know, and I was playing, like I said, when you're when you're an NBA player, a lot of people don't realize, especially if you don't have a family, there's a lot of time, like free time that you have to do whatever you want. And for me, it wasn't going out or, um, you know, doing anything like out on the town. It was playing video games. So I had a lot of time to play StarCraft and like I'm still stuck in Platinum, stuck in Diamond. And then like, I think one time I crept into Masters, but other than that, it was just a grind every single day to try to get better and very 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 tough speaking of a grind how are you feeling how are you doing i saw you're running now congratulations thank you very much i'm getting better each day um it's been i can't believe it you know the season's almost over um after being injured the very first very first game but i'm running now so it's you know the progress is being made um next step would be able to run more than just a little jog what I'm doing and then you know after that just cutting side to side jumping um doing some things that are semi-explosive so lateral movements lateral movements is the toughest it's going to be the toughest part right because that puts the most stress on your ankle but um I'll get there slowly so I saw recently you were playing more Overwatch mm-hmm. you're playing Fortnite yes which is kind of we've covered recently really because it's taken over the conversation around video games schools teachers yeah etc and, it, and it, it makes sense when we rob and i were talking about it it's like okay it's like the minecraft generation meets this battle royale mode 
and it was free to play and it was on console and it's yeah. just like the perfect storm like what are, what are you super into right now uh right now definitely super into fortnite um i was very heavily against it at first uh, i'm very like competitive person and i i rarely play games that don't have like a ladder system or elo or something like that um and so i was into overwatch and especially with overwatch league that came out like i was big time into that and um all my friends started playing fortnite and i kept just saying that's like for casual players and casual gamers and uh, i didn't want to be a part of it and like like you kind of said it got to a point though where like everyone was playing it and so i kind of had to like try it out and make the switch and um it's it's been fun it's fun playing with with friends and What's the trick though? Because like we're like this is the problem we're having in the office. Like everybody got into su- super into PUBG, uh-huh. and like so everyone in the office like they get it. They fundamentally understand like what the hell you do in a PUBG match. But like the moment like with this group this crew of people like I don't play either game. But the moment you introduce like okay, but now you also build shit. Yes. Like everyone just like loses their ability to be remotely competent. Yes. Like so what's the what's the mental leap? What's the thing that like you have to know going into into Fortnite Battle Royale? Well, I think like it's it's definitely more like the better player you are, the better builder you are, not necessarily the better shot you have. Like mm. I was I played Destiny a lot, Destiny 2 and like I loved that game just kind of disappointed with the way um some of the decisions that Bungie made, but Did you like the grimoire? Uh, not too much. No. All right, not too much. You say you're comp- were you playing trials? Yeah, I was playing like that was my favorite part yeah. of the game. Um, and like I had like so my my point of saying that was like I'm I'm a pretty good shot. Um, but then when you go into Fortnite, that doesn't always matter. Like it's just who is building the best, and then they can get like position themselves to get the best shot available. And um, I, I love that about the game though because it really you know makes there be a high skill gap. Um, and so you have to be highly skilled to to be able to win in that game. Did you get into Battlegrounds before Fortnite at all? Uh, I played it a couple times, but did not get super into it. Have you seen uh, Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns getting each other in trouble? I on, have. I've seen on, that on, 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 on Twitch. Yeah, I've seen it. That's actually pretty funny that he... They, then they, like, he said something like, oh, you have to go to bed, and he... <laughs> Playing, Who are you playing Hawks. tomorrow? Yeah. He said the Hawks. He said you have plenty of time. <laughs> and he had like 56 the next night or something like that. So a lot of seeing... Okay, so Clay Thompson at the end of this, my uh, fiance's family is from SF. They've been season ticket holders forever, and so we fell into the Warriors big. At the end of the like postseason inter- um, our postgame interview the other night, he said... What, she was like, what are you going to do this weekend? And he was like, same thing I do every weekend. Play video games, practice some basketball. And she said, what are you better at? And Clay Thompson said, oh, I'm better at video games. <laughs> and it's like, so he's super into Call of Duty, like mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns. I was actually looking up old gamer tags when you tweeted your gamer tag, like 2012. Yeah. But like at the time, there were like four or five people on the Jazz that were playing online. Yeah. So it's just something that you do you play with other players you see this a lot yeah this is actually a a good question because i get asked this all the time like who else plays video games that you know our teammates and i would say when i came into the league like it wasn't nearly as many people i was one of the youngest ones i was 20 years old um everyone else had families they were older not not many of them played um i'd play with my a couple of the rookies we'd play a lot of fifa on the plane and um different games like that but there were hardly any players in the NBA that play on PC. Like, I can't tell you another player. There may be, like, one one other player that played StarCraft at the time. Um, there's not very many players I know that play League of Legends. Um, I think now that Fortnite is, like, cross-console, there's, like, a lot of people play it um, because I think for whatever reason, 
in my experiences, basketball players are strictly like console gamers. Like not very many of them play on the PC. So they're playing either FIFA or 2K or Madden, Call of Duty, um, games that you can play on the console. And so to, to then fast forward eight years, like when people ask me this question now, like everybody on the team pretty much plays video games. It's just a lot of them play console games. Is it starting to change at all though? Like, uh, like, cause now they're so much more hooked into Twitch than ever before, right? Like, right. which still has a lot of PC gaming on it. Like, is that culture starting to change where younger, younger players are maybe starting to skew a little more in the PC direction or is it still pretty console centric? I have not seen it switch yeah. yet. Does, does Carl Anthony play on PC or does he play? I think they have those. Uh, he's not playing on Xbox because PUBG on Xbox is really bad right now he could just be like playing with the controller but they have those portable stream like it's like a pc and a stream all in one thing Uh and i think they're like streaming as they travel you know because like you see it's like a hotel room you see it's his house it's whatever so it's like someone must have like hooked up this on the go thing but it's it's got to be a pc because the graphics are night and day better than than xbox so you mentioned one thing though. You, you were saying talking about that you're being a really competitive person, and I am curious. Like, were video games an effective substitution for you this season? A placebo, as it were, because like the first game out that happens, in addition to the injury being just a shitty thing to have to deal with, like you're a competitive guy, you're yeah. you're a pro athlete, and suddenly you know you're watching from the sidelines for a season. Did some of that competitive spirit like get funneled into games? To, is that, was that a good outlet for it, or is it a totally different thing for you and your headspace? Uh, no, it's that's that's very true. I used I, I've always used video game as another outlet for competition, and especially if I'm you know injured and not able to play, it gets gets my juices going a little bit. Um, not, you know, nothing can compare to uh, playing in a basketball game when it comes down to the wire, but um, for sure, competing in video games, um, competing. I, a lot of my rehab, there's competitions that we do just to kind of, you know, keep me, keep me going, keep me motivated. But um, video games has been that for me since the beginning. That's why I think I love it so much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What, like, I'm curious, when does it get, when does it stop being just like your you're just playing around a video game and you're getting serious, right? Like what, like, does it depend on the game? Does it depend on who you're playing with? Like what, what puts you into like pro gamer mode? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's like, so I've had a group of friends that I've always played with since high school. And I think if, if like our group of friends is playing that game, it's like, which one of us is going to be the best that like, that really gets me like, okay, I have to, I have to beat my friend. Like I can't let him be better than me, you know? So are they are they good or is it still uh, kind of the kid down or is the kid down the street and like you're still the, some of the them fish. claim to be good but you know the other thing is we're all getting older and like I have a wife and two kids and so we can't focus as much like I didn't go to like any of the school dances or anything like we were all just playing video games and so it was a lot easier back then to to compete but um, you know that some of them they they got me into Fortnite so they 
I don't know if I can say they're better than me, but um, they're ahead of the curve on that game. Um, but it's, I think I'm definitely still the best gamer out of the group. Yeah. So. So you've done a good bit uh, for Players Tribune and throughout. The, I mean, I read a post from like 2012 or something on your site where you were talking about your approach to video games mm-hmm. um, and almost like explaining video games to general population, like the case for gaming. Yeah. Um, I was also really curious. So. In reading more and like watching you play, um, you came up thinking that you would probably be a guard. Yeah. And then you shot up, right? To 6'8. Correct. And no one in your family is that tall. My parents are both 5'10. So okay. my mom is a little tall for a girl, but. So, so you came into basketball with this like set of guard skills and then essentially ended up, you know, being a forward. Mm-hmm. And so when you're explaining, video games to basketball and everyone if you were actually like making a comparison to what works in overwatch and i mean your coach i think is one of the like i think brad stevens would be an incredible league of legends or overwatch coach because what he does is get people to work together Mm -hmm. like better than anyone else but how would you actually explain your role on the basketball court to people that maybe don't follow basketball as well and, and are in the video game world like um like how would I explain what a small forward does? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, in basketball, there's five positions. Um, the point guard is usually the person that dribbles the ball up the court and kind of sets up the offense. Um, a shooting guard is called a shooting guard because back in the day, they were the one that shot a lot of the shots. Their shooting guard is usually um, one of the better shooters on the team. Usually in basketball, you have positions one, two, three, four, five. One is a point guard. Two would be a shooting guard. Three is a small forward, which is kind of what I am. I'm a mix between a two and a three. It really just depends on um, the, your team and the personnel that you have on your team. But a small forward is typically bigger than the shooting guard, but does a lot of similar things. They can shoot. They can pass. They can dribble. Um, they can get to the basket. Um, and then a four. the four is a power forward. Um that position has changed over the years, probably even the position that's changed the most over the years, um, just based on kind of like the meta of the basketball game. Um, the meta that we're in right now would be the four is like a stretch four, almost like an extension of the three. So that'd be like a Draymond Green, somebody that's not necessarily a post player, um, but can be out on the perimeter and can guard big guys. So they're bigger than a small forward, but can you know do some similar things. Um, I mean, the old meta would have been like Pau Gasol um, and Andrew Bynum with the Lakers. Pau Gasol is a seven-footer. It's essentially two two almost centers. Dirk Nowitzki, um, kind of like old meta. Um, eh, he shoots too, so he's he's like a hybrid. But um, that's that's the power forward, and then you have the the center, which is the five. That's that's usually the biggest guy on the team. Um, tallest guy on the team. His role is is uh, to roll to the rim, dunk everything that's around the rim, um, block shots, get rebounds. And, uh, you know, nowadays they're asking fives to, to step out. And Carl Anthony Towns is a five, a center, and he shoots threes. So the game's always changing. I think just like in video games, the meta always changes. Right. Which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and you drew some comparisons to, like, League of Legends early on, right? It was mm-hmm. a team of five playing different roles, different lanes. Do you think that that kind of is what attracted you to League of Legends? Like why you found it really interesting? Yeah, I think I think um 
league was really cool because you have individual matchups. I, I was a top lane guy and um, top top mid and sometimes AD carry, but mostly top and mid. And I think what drew me to it was I liked the individual match, matchup aspect of it where you're kind of fighting against one guy, but it's a team game. So, you know, you can't just focus on that lane the whole time. You got to, you know, sometimes come down and help mid or uh, rotate to different spots and uh, be wary of their jungler because he might come out and get you. And um, I think similar things are what happens in basketball. Like a lot of times you have a matchup that you're worried about. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not just you versus him. It's you versus their team, your team versus their team, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm curious, like, one of the things that's always happening in esports is that games keep getting patched, they keep changing, they keep rolling out new units and new characters, so like they keep mixing up what's there. But basketball doesn't really necessarily work that way. And so like arguably maybe like basketball is uh liable to be a solved game strategically in some way that like an esport kind of by design can't be. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious like Something you see in esports a lot of times is metas shift, and then old metas just kind of get forgotten, or like nobody tries them anymore. Maybe they're ineffective, or maybe they're just nobody's practicing with them anymore because they're so kind of old, out of date and dusty. Yeah, I'm curious, like when you look at the game of basketball as it evolves, how much of this is just like the level of like strategy and coaching has changed in basketball? The use of like statistical analysis has changed the way the game is played. Versus how much of it is just being driven by shifts in the meta and people chasing what's successful lately? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I mean, I think um, with with the uh, technology that we have as far as looking at stats, looking at where players are out on the floor, where they're more successful, if you take one dribble right and shoot versus taking one dribble left and shoot, um, if you shoot in the paint versus if you just shoot only threes, um, it can kind of give you some guidelines as to what's better than other things and then you can kind of practice those things um but i think also just more and more more and more players are are more skilled than they ever were um taller players are more skilled and i think some of that has to do with um with youtube um with guys being able to watch videos and kind of emulate the best from a young age um and so it is interesting though that that you brought up like video games can change and things can get buffed or nerfed or and completely take things out of the game. But basketball players, I mean basketball, I guess the players can kind of change. They never really changed the rules too much. Um, but I guess they, I guess they did. They added the three point line way back in the day. Um, they've added, you know, defensive three seconds so got you know teams can't just play zone. So those are I guess little things. But yeah, and and watching. Um you obviously like written about getting pushing through your injury and and the road to recovery and and you know you've had this spirit even like really early on of like optimism and like what the next step is um and something i I saw you write recently which i was like oh that's really interesting as you said how much your shot has improved Mm -hmm. right and because you're not able to shoot with you know the form that you were shooting with before and you've been working on dribbles you know like drills and and your how do you think that now when you get back to 100% and you have this shot that you can make three sitting down, like yeah. how do you think that's going to affect your game? Um, well, I just it's it's definitely made my like uh, made my shot more compact, quicker um, because I wasn't able to use my legs um, this past six months, and so I've had to only use upper body. And um, 
that's been one of my biggest things is trying to turn some of the negatives into a positive focus on things that I can control, try to get better at, at things that I wasn't, you know, as great at. And, um, I've had a lot of time to do that. So uh, hopefully it'll, it'll translate to that. Like the mental aspect of the recovery, like, um, so I was a crappy high school athlete. Like I was like, you know, I was going to be a varsity tackle my senior year of football, but like, uh, that was about as good as I was going to get, but I shred my knee like in practice before the season starts. But the thing that like stuck with me and still does to an extent is like the mental aspect of it, right? Like it took ages for me to just trust that like my body was going to behave and do what I told it to do because like everything felt different. And I was like always kind of thinking about like what had happened in the back of my mind. Yeah. I'm curious like to what degree, like to what degree did video games like help? Would like get you past that experience, like keep you from dwelling on it. Is it, you know, is that something that can even mitigate, or uh, is that something that you just gotta battle through on your own? I think more than anything, experiences help you through that. Um, so, like, I, this is actually the first time I've done an injury like this, so I I don't have experiences to fall back on. Um, but I mean, it's that's one of the biggest challenges that. I have been through that I'm going to have to continue to go through. And when I come back and I actually do end up start playing that I'll have to fight through because like you said, it's even running the other day for me just felt awkward and you have to learn to trust yourself again and trust your body. And my, my bone is completely healed. There's nothing wrong with it right now, but it, if like it, when I run on it, it doesn't feel like that at all. Um, and it's just, I've been off of it for so long. I just got to work my way back through it. And, uh, the mental part and the mental side of it is, is very difficult. And, um, I mean, I think video games for me has been, um, a way to get my mind off of the injury, get my mind off of feeling down and, um, depressed about it, you know, being able to go online and hang out with friends. Um, cause it's almost like you're, hanging out with people when you're playing and have that outlet for competition too it's been really helpful for me uh, i think we'll leave it there uh gordon thank you so much for uh hanging out with us before yeah this thanks guys thank you yeah rob and i are sharing a mic this whole time so <laughs> <laughs> awkward silence between us thanks so much and good luck on the panel thanks guys all right When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.